press play for this very exciting video game edition of the Feminine Critique, episode 97. It's a new year. It's the same podcast with the same hosts. I'm Emily, and with me is... The same old Christine. The new and improved. I mean, Uh, one less ammonia. Pneumonia. Ammonia. ammonia. What am I, five? I I can't say pneumonia? Remember Um, when you were a kid, you totally thought it was pronounced ammonia, right? I did. I think I did. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, I'm 35, and I thought the same thing now. <laughs> and you so. still do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Happy New Year, Christine. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2018. Yes. Uh, how are we going to begin 2018? Um, by regretting our choices. Ooh. <laughs> and those choices would be picking. <laughs> um, you picked Silent Hill, and I picked Doom. I don't regret my choice. I regret your choice. Spoiler alert, I regret your choice. So there. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Um, and these both of these movies came out around the same time, which is... 2006 and 2007, mm-hmm. right? 2005 yeah. and 2006. Oh, maybe. Maybe the other way. Maybe I went the wrong way. Yes. I know Silent Hill is 2006. Yes. Uh, Doom is 2005. So, okay. The long-awaited film adaptation of Doom. So we have a lot. To, I mean, I know I have a fair amount to say about both of them. Uh-huh. Maybe more about one than the other. Uh, but before we get to that, Christine. Yes. It's been a few weeks. What other movies have you been watching? Oh, boy. It's been a few weeks. I had some time off over the holidays, and I was very ill. So I watched a shitload of Nice. Stuff. Bring it. I, I really need to tighten it up. I'm not going to talk about everything. You can talk you about whatever you want. Until the end of time. We have the end of time. I mean, the end of time could be next week for all we know. But hey, I mean, why not go out I, talking about movies? Let me pick my my um, recommend out of here. And I think I have it. Okay. So um, I watched Terror Train for the first time. What did you think watching that for the first time? I really liked it. Yeah, it's it's not, I don't think it's great, but I think it's so unusual and has so much weirdness about it that it's really cool. I I definitely wanted to mention that, because <clears throat> that one's on Amazon, I, or at least when I watched it, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't know why I put it off. Um, it is good. And it um, makes that Pretty Little Liars episode that much better. Exactly. Yeah. I lo- so in keeping with the train theme, I also went to the theater and saw Murder on the Orient Express, which okay. I also can't say enough good things about. Oh, sweet. Okay, good. I've, I've been hearing pleasantly good things about that, which makes me happy. It was so nice to see like a movie clearly made for grown-ups mm. that wasn't sad or violent or like like had someone in crisis. Right, it right. Was, it was fun and very, very pretty to look at. It was just nice to see... A, a film with levity that wasn't necessarily like a superhero movie. Which to me is exactly what a mystery should be. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why everybody knows. I kind of like the show called Murder, She Wrote. And the, it's that it's that beauty of it. Is It's <laughs> like... very funny that you said it that way. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to assume people know me that well. But, but it is. It's like this... There is a darkness to it, but there is... It's light, and it's solved, and there's... Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something really comforting about a good mystery, and I didn't appreciate that when I was younger, and I do now. Yeah, I, it was... So it was fun. It was it was a nice, fun theater experience. Um, I think it's on HBO, but a movie called Unforgettable with uh, Katherine Heigl and Rosario Dawson. Oh, this is the... Uh, oh, I... We were gonna do, like, a big movie theater 
viewing of this because it looked like the kind of movie that like you wanted to see drunk and Literally, shout at. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because I think you would appreciate it. Oh, so it was fun. It was exactly what you think it's going to be, and okay. I mean that in all the best ways. In the best way. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. Um, I watched all three Pitch Perfect movies for the first time. Oh, I, you know, I have a weird... I just said, like, look, I'm going to watch these Pitch Perfect movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to marathon. See, do it. the first one, I remember when it came out, I was so excited, and everybody was like, you have to see it. And the problem was, I kept, somebody kept putting it on, like, in group parties, Oh, where it was good. like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it. And all of a sudden, 20 people were talking, and I never really got to watch the first one, like, in its pure form. So so the first one is good. I liked it a lot. It was very troublesome and problematic in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by the third one, I thought the third one was amazing. I've oh. heard that people hate it, um, which is strange to me. But I felt like by the time they hit the third one, they were like, we finally know what kind of movie we are. Okay, nice. Very nice. So, I don't know. If you ever watch them and you want to talk about them, I'll talk about them. All right, um, sounds good. I saw The Disaster Artist. Oh, that's exciting. I still haven't. What would you think? It was amazing. Oh, nice. It was just as good as everybody says it is. Very All the nice. things that people are saying about it being the right mix of like funny and earnest and genuine and absurd. It's all of those things. It's Excellent. Great. Excellent. Um so I watched that movie called Better Watch Out. I don't know if you saw I it. have not. No, I because I, I couldn't. It wasn't accessible to me. We red boxed it because we right. couldn't. It wasn't yeah. accessible either. Yeah. So I was, um, it's one of those. Okay. Ne- by next year, we'll be on instant watch and then I'll watch it. So avoid everything you can about it is my only recommendation. Good to know. Good to know. I had no fucking idea what it was going to be about and actually thought it looked stupid. And then it is a completely different movie than you think it's going to be and it's great cool um i watched ingrid goes west which is the aubrey plaza movie married with clickers was just talking about it and they really liked it i really liked a lot of it um i will say a thing that and and i'm not gonna back it up i'm just gonna say it and walk away from it i wish it had been uh it it had more female creators because it really there were parts of it that didn't that seemed kind of hollow and didn't mm, ring true. Okay. But I thought if there had been more ladies involved, behind then maybe. the scenes, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched Ghost Watch. You know about Ghost Watch? I don't think I know about Ghost Watch. So Ghost Watch is this thing that they did on the BBC in the early nineties, um, where they presented without any preamble or explanation this like inside look oh, at like a yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I've heard of it. I've never watched it, but I I know what you're talking about now. So we did illegally download this because I could not find it. Yeah. The video store near me has like a region two DVD of it, but I don't even know if we can play that with what we currently have. Um, So we, we illegaled it, which I'm sorry, but if it was a little bit more readily available, I would buy a copy for everyone I know. (laughs) It was fucking amazing. And it was so scary. At one point I got like a lump in my throat and like weepy. It made me so uncomfortable. Have (laughs) you seen Lake Mungo? Yes, I love Lake I was going to say, because the way you're describing it's making me think of how I felt watching Lake Mungo. That's how I, I, I kept referencing it. Nice. Because, no, you do you know more about Ghostwatching than you think you know? No, I know, no, just the way I, uh, my understanding was I knew it was BBC, I knew it was a fake documentary, but people thought it was real. Yeah. Okay. But, and also, if you're not paying attention, 
if you're paying attention or not paying attention, you do and don't see things. Like, no one says, hey, look at that reflection in the sliding glass door. There's, It's clearly something there that, that isn't there. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's very much like, like Mungo Ooh, does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was so good. Oh, I could man. not believe how good it was. It, it is cliche to say, but insanely ahead of its time. Like, nice. I loved it. So that's a huge recommend if you get, can see that. Um, I watched Ghost Ship. Is Ghost Ship the one that has a great opening scene? Yes! Okay, so that's, that's I've seen the opening scene. That's it. I was like, we should watch it if for no other reason but this opening scene. Yep. I was like, okay. And it was like, it was a movie. <laughs> but like... Not worthy but, of its opening scene. I don't know. Like, I wish it had stayed to that level of like bananas right like then it would have been amazing yeah that's that's always what i had heard and i think what happened was it was on instant years ago and i kept meaning to watch it and then it was going off so i'm like i'll just watch that first that opening that everybody talks about and i did and i'm like yeah that was pretty cool yeah there you go yeah and, and it never reaches those heights again it's like, it was like a roller coaster yeah you know i just wait to be over <laughs> Um, I watched Exorcism of Emily Rose for the first time. I had never seen it. Okay. What did you think? It's boring. Yeah, I've never seen it in its entirety. Um, it's long. Yeah. It feels long. Um, there's interesting stuff there. I wish it had either been a possession movie or a courtroom movie. I wish mm. that it hadn't been Both. two things. Yeah. But, mm, whatever. Um, that's streaming somewhere, I think. I We finally watched Rare Exports. I've meant to watch it for, like, I can't remember if I've... I get Rare Exports confused with one of the other European Christmas movies that came out around the same Troll time. Hunter? Which one? Troll Hunter? No, no. Is Rare Exports the little boy and his father? And Yes. Okay, I've seen that one. It's weird. It's weird and it's good until, like, when people say, like, the last scene, like, I mean, like, for real, the very last scene. If you didn't watch the last minute and a half of this movie it would be a great movie hmm. i can't remember a lot of it like i remember it's, thinking it, it's weird because it's very much it's not really a horror movie right it's it's no yeah it's confusing it's it's hard to settle on i think in a way <laughs> there's cool stuff in it and there's some cool visuals and i like i like stuff in the snow mm, like, me too me I'm, too. i'm a real sucker um yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm happy I watched it finally. Um, I'm not happy that I watched the Netflix original movies movie Bright. Not oh, happy I I didn't watch it based on everything <laughs> I've heard. I was like, I bet Chris. I, I I swear I thought this. Like, I bet Christine watched it, and I bet she hated it. So I refuse to watch Max Landis movies to the point where there is a movie with James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe that I have not seen. <laughs> That's, that that's is kind of insane. Yes. Yeah. But but he's I, a little prick. So yes. I had an idea about eight years ago that is literally the plot of Bright, <laughs> and I and I had to see it. So happy to say that Max Landis is a hack, and I hope that he listens to this and knows what a fucking rapist hack he is. He's such a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hate him so much. Um, that being said. Uh, it it actually gives me great pleasure that he is such a poor writer. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I love Will Smith. I'll watch anything with Will Smith in it. I, I mean, I guess he tries. It's just 
like if you have no ulterior motive <laughs> to watch to watch this, nope. then there's no reason you won't derive any pleasure. Yeah, from I'm, I've decided specifically. I'm like, nope, I am not watching it. No, but like I, I mean, there's something about that idea that like he and I hive minded, and I had that <laughs> same idea. And your your uh, version probably would have been better. It definitely is better because yes. I wrote a short film of it and it's amazing. So <laughs> that being said, Max Landis is a jerk. Um, moving on, I saw Jumanji. Oh, Jumanji what'd you think? Movie. I thought it was amazing. It looks delightful. Like it was delightful, and I even teared up at it. Like it was oh. like an emotional journey, and it was really great. And everybody was great in it, and The Rock was really good because he, like, you know, he wasn't just like, I'm The Rock and I'm great at everything. Like, <laughs> he actually got to show some range. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was nice. Um, and then I told my friend that I work with, I was like, oh, I saw, you know, Jumanji and I liked it. And she was like, oh, I read that it was terrible. And I was like, really? It seems like it's getting overall positive reviews huh. from what I thought. Yeah. From what I liked it a real, real lot. Like when it goes cheap next Black Friday, I'll probably buy it. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I just uh, I thought the trailers were. It was a case where, like, I mean, trailers are always misleading, mm-hmm. or trailers are always going to pick out something that's going to appeal to a broad audience and so on. But it was a rare case where I'm watching a trailer for a big budget broad movie, and I thought that looks really fun. I thought it was fun, and I didn't think there was any weird troubling plot lines or like mm-hmm. big mistakes i thought it was really handled well i don't know if you if it streams or something and you watch it i'd be mm-hmm. curious to see i will definitely like let it. you know um a movie that i didn't like that i had been looking forward to seeing was the poughkeepsie tapes oh my gosh i just watched it too no fucking way. yeah it was on the top of my netflix queue forever because it was one of those no release so it was like okay i'll put it on there one day if it ever comes available and now it's um scream factory or somebody put it out somebody so i got it, it from netflix yeah, yeah. yeah i hadn't seen it because it wasn't available yeah nor had i wait so you didn't like it no i didn't like oh, it. oh i loved it <laughs> oh so weird so if it hadn't done like so much of the um found footage like really poorly acted bad fake bdsm abuse stuff fair like i would have loved it but i would say that was the weak part because i think it was, kind it of like lake so mungo where they crafted yeah. a really intriguing story and mystery just by the police interviews and the witness interviews and all that like that i agree that worked much better than the grainy basement town footage like, it was haunting in parts. Yeah, and I think what the, kind of the main... Because you don't, you don't get to it until, like, well into the movie where you realize, like, oh, the kind of the main victim that they follow. I thought that was, oh, fuck, that's, that was done really effectively. And, mm-hmm. you know, her arc is really horrifying. Yes, so I, there were so much... That, there was so much that I liked about it. Yeah. And I really did like the, the way they set up this documentary you know it, it, i thought it was really effective storytelling it was just those because there it there there were parts of it the found footage stuff that felt like an exercise in, in how extreme can we be yeah that's fair to almost a point where it took me out because i was like oh this seems cartoonish right right i, I maybe maybe i'm overthinking it or maybe i'm like trying to be too cool for the room like i it looked fake to me <laughs> so i didn't like it but i don't know there was something about it that w- didn't that was didn't ring true so like mm-hmm. 
it took me out. Yeah, whereas the talking heads were done really well. So good. Yeah. That part was so good. So half of it I liked. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I watched a movie that I will mention because I'm curious if you've seen it. It is called The Harvest and it has Michael Shannon in it. No, it was on my queue for a while and then I think it went off of instant. Or is it still there? No, I I streamed it somewhere. Okay, Maybe I streamed it on like an HBO or something. Okay, I'll find it. What did you think of it? I liked it a lot more than Zach did. I think if I had watched it alone, I would have loved it. But he kept like ta- like pointing out things that he <laughs> was right about. Like he was right. There were it had it had flaws. I think overall it was really interesting, and it's a bit of like a a twisty kind of mystery thing. Okay. But like, which I kind of got the beats of, but it didn't hurt it at all, in my opinion. Okay. And Michael Shannon was. Michael oh Shannon. my God! Mm. Stop it! So good and everything. Of course Forever. he is. Of course he is. He's the best. Uh, I also streamed a movie, and this is a this is a recommend from me, um, but I think it was on HBO. Um, it's called "It Stains the Sands Red." Ooh, what a good title! I know it's the dude that. Well, there were two. It was a combo of dudes that did Grave Encounters. If you remember Grave Encounters, yeah, yeah, I really like Grave Encounters. Me too. The second one wasn't very good. I have the seen first the second one, one. The first one is like like changed my life good like it was so (laughs) scary yeah the first one it's it's scary and it does something really really brilliant with a twist in the first half hour that i think (gasps) the way they do it is just like oh you've made me hate these characters and now you're doing something really interesting okay i see what you're doing yeah yeah so it's it was like the vicious brothers yes yes and um so it's just one of the dudes (gasps) Oh no! Is he still credited as? Is he like now credited as a vicious brother? No, he's. It's his real name. I can't. I can't remember what it is. But this movie is again. I think I like this one a lot more than Zach. But okay. um, it's, it's. What is the really name of this good. one? It stains the sand. It stains red. the sand at night. It red. It stains the sand red. Got it. Yes. Okay. So the main. It's like it's like a zombie thing. Oh, okay. That's not a spoiler at all because you read the synopsis and that's what it is. But like, it's real. I think it's really well done and really interesting. Um, and the main, it really follows like this one woman, and um, she is actually the one of the ladies that gets killed in Jigsaw. Oh, nice. So like, she was familiar. I think she's the one that gets like the needle stabbed in her neck. Oh her yeah, yeah, the blonde. Up. Okay. Yeah. So it's her, and I was like, huh, this is interesting. Um, she's really good in it. Oh. So I watched an earlier Vicious Brothers movie that's also streaming. I think this one is on Hulu. And it's called Extraterrestrial. It's like a house with like a, a like a UFO beaming light into it. Okay, this came out the same time as Alien Abduction. And I've seen Alien Abduction and I liked it. I did not see Extraterrestrial. Terrestrial. So, is Michael Ironside in this one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Somehow I haven't seen this one yet. I don't know what's wrong with me. So, this is a this is a sort of recommend. It's the same woman in it. Oh. That's so apparently there's like a thing. So she works <laughs> with this dude. But like, it's it does some good interesting things. Cool. So um, I don't know I why I want to kick this guy. Yeah. Um. Also, I saw The Shape of Water. <gasps> and talk about Michael um, Shannon. I liked it as much as I expected to. Where? What does that mean <laughs> to somebody who doesn't know your expectations? It didn't change my life. Okay. It's not even close to being my favorite Del Toro movie. Sure. Um, but I did like. 
find it um, it, it was emotionally resonant mm-hmm. I thought all the acting was really good Michael Shannon so it's so there's obviously like a fish man in it yep but then there's also if you've seen the trailers I'm not spoiling anything there's also like a Russian like spy plot yes I kind of got that from the trailer so like I want to go watch that Russian spy movie. Ah, I see. Like, the fish man is good, but, like, the Russian or spy thing movie is something. And uh, um, Richard, Richard Jenkins, that's his name, right? Yes, yes, I love him. I, like, heartbreakingly good. Oh, good, good. Like, so good. Yeah. And then the last thing that's worth mentioning is I watched Edge of Seventeen. What did you think of it? I've heard very I good things about it. Loved it, and I think you would love it. Okay. Is it streaming? <clears throat> I think it was like HBO. Okay. I don't know. We we just have HBO. So sometimes Yeah, I I actually what's funny, I need to cancel my HBO because I got it for Game of Thrones and now Game of Thrones is gone for another year. Twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, and the problem I mean there's some good things on HBO go but it's very annoying. I don't know what why with my Roku, but like every time I go to watch it I have to reactivate it and it's a pain. So crazy. I'm thinking of just canceling it out of annoyance. Um, yes. I think ours comes with like our cable we get cable with our internet in mm. some weird package, and our cable comes with HBO. I don't, I don't Yeah, the other thing I have to do is I have to call and threaten to cancel cable to see if they'll lower my bill. Because oh, everybody else I know, that works for them, and I've never tried it, and I feel like it's my time. You should, because it worked for me back in Austin. Oh, okay, good to know. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, do it. it. Okay. Is that everything you have watched? I mean, that's all that's worth talking about. Well, did you do any, do you do any Christmas viewing? Did you have anything on there? Um, Home Alone, Batman Returns, and Scrooged. Nice. All of Very nice. Night, okay. Which was fun. Um, I also watched The Spirit of Christmas. We tried to watch a couple other things. Oh, Home for the Holidays, which I think is that Jodie Foster. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a Thanksgiving movie, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's still a holiday movie. What, how, um, did, how does that age? I haven't watched it in a while. And I remember catching like some it of it on TV. Yeah. I, it's it's very mean, right? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. At one point, maybe it would have played better with for me, but like yeah. I was like, "Ugh, who is this movie for?" I feel like when I watched it when I was like twenty, I found it like I interesting and I like, cutting edge and I identified. And then I caught some of it on TV a couple years ago, and I'm like, "They're really mean to Cynthia Stevenson." They really are. Yeah, that was my takeaway too. Yeah, it bothered me because like she's kind of I guess uptight but like she just wants to have a nice Thanksgiving and they're really bitchy about it everybody else is being so obnoxious yeah that was my memory of it okay good I'm glad I'm not the only one no I so I felt like I was watching the wrong movie because you pick out like you look at lists about like holiday movies yeah people people love that one I might be crazy but this is my favorite one so I was like all right I'll check this out yeah okay well good glad I'm not alone in that no not at all nice all right, so what have I watched recently? Did I talk about Bedeviled last time? <gasps> no, because I've been threatening to make Zach watch it. You should make him watch it. I don't think he'll like it, but I feel like you should. You guys should watch it together. It looks bananas. It's, um, it, I kind oh, of, not really I don't know. I mean, sort of, yes, kind of. <laughs> it's one of those, basically what it is, you can watch it if you watch it thinking they decided to make Nightmare on Elm Street for the cell phone generation. That is exactly what it is. It's smartphones only, and they're having, and they all have fears, and like, so this, it's an evil app movie, which, yep. I mean, it, how has it taken that long to have an evil app movie, first of all? 
and it makes so it makes perfect sense. Um, the movie, I, I think you would like it and you would enjoy it because it tries really hard to do certain things. Like, it's a multi, it's a very multiracial cast, which I, which I appreciate a lot. They give every character a thing, like, very specifically. Like, one of the girls is an actor. So when she has sex, she does uh, soliloquies from Romeo and Juliet. And one of the guys is black but he's also a tech nerd and so every, all of his stuff is about that like they tried really hard to find like a thing for each character and it's all about whatever mr the, the bedeviled app exploits their fear and so it you know it's all like oh she's afraid of a teddy bear oh my god the teddy bear's gonna kill her that kind of thing yeah and it's also if you watch it logically <laughs> Like, from a place of logic, it's really fun in a stupid way. Because I'm telling you, watch this movie and just try to figure out where anybody's parents are. And how there are four kids that died within a week of each other and the school doesn't seem to be doing anything. <laughs> so I have to ask, how's the production value on it? Is it Does it look like a, a lower budget thing? Yes, I'd say, but it has a cool look. I liked what they did. Like the character, the kind of the evil character that has an interesting style to him. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some, it it feels low budget, but it feels like whoever was doing the actual visuals had some ideas of how, what to do with that budget. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like you just sold me on I because I, I don't want to say like no it's good you should watch it because it's not good but I enjoy okay. I had a really good time with it like it was one that I watched in the morning and then went to work and had and it was like all day at work I'm like oh good when I go home on the bus I get to watch be deviled <laughs> I get to finish that movie so I think that says something I think I'll definitely have to actually watch it you should I, it comes up on my recommended like constantly. yeah they're really pushing it I don't quite know why they really want me yep. to watch it. Yep. I'm like, all right. Well, That's why I watched it. I just gave in because it kept it came up like five times to recommend. I'm like, ah, eh, fine. Let's see what this movie's got. They wore you down. They did. They did. It worked on me. It has it. I like the color palette. The, but the again, little tra- the little trailer thing that Netflix plays isn't completely unattractive. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting looking movie, mm. and it, all that you know, everybody's pretty. So there's that. Uh, it, it you just if you go in accepting that this movie is going to have extremely dumb scenarios with really mm-hmm. dumb characters, I think you'll enjoy it, and I think you'll have fun, and I think it's a good movie to watch and laugh with at laugh at with your partner. Okay, all yeah. right, I'll watch it. Um, on similar lines, a movie on Amazon Prime that I watched, 2006's Cult, starring Rachel Miner and Taryn Manning. So, All right, it's got a really generic title. I'll it does, that. and you look at the poster, and the poster is pure '90s slasher, and you know exactly what I mean when I say that, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, a, bu- a bunch of young, attractive people in a yep. V. Uh, this, I this was a case where I was watching the entire time I'm watching this movie. I'm like, so this movie must have sat in a shelf for like five years because it feels like a movie that was made in 2000 or 1999. And I guess it wasn't. I guess it was filmed in 2005 or thereabouts. It's about a bunch of college kids who are doing a project on a massacre at a Taoist cult that it turns out the lead's mother was involved in. 
this movie is so stupid that it's almost amazing. It again, like it, it, some, <laughs> it's one of those. Just there's so much logic leaps. Like for example, uh, uh, they're in a college, and a girl dies very bloodily in the bathroom of the dorm. It's like a shared bathroom, like you know, like a mm-hmm. kind of dorm where thirty girls use the same restroom. And at one point, like the movie's supposed to take place like over the course of like a few days, or no, 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 it's supposed to be like I think at this point it's been like a full week. And a character like goes to the bathroom, and the the stall is still yellow taped up. And she opens it, and there's still blood everywhere. And you just take a moment to think of what kind of university would allow this to happen. Yeah, and it just makes it, the movie great. It's tough to suspend disbelief for that. Yeah, and like the rules of the movie keep changing. Like halfway through, the, there, five people have died, and then halfway through the movie, there's like there the introduction of this necklace that only appears and kills people but then you're like wait no but everybody else died and there was no necklace so again this is a stupid movie and you shouldn't watch it but you should watch it it kind of sounds good yeah it's it's not but it is like because you watch it and also it reminds you a lot of like you forget but in 2005 did you like really tweeze and wax your eyebrows um yeah, maybe. Yeah, you forget kinda. that, and then you well, watch this movie, and you're now. like, yeah, but you watch it now, this movie, and you're like, oh, yeah, the, that was my eyebrows in 2005. So for that alone, and, like, the, the, the professor, for some reason, is dressed exactly like uh, if you've ever watched any porn movie with a female teacher. Like, that's exactly what she's dressed like the entire movie. It, it, it's uh-huh. just bizarre. You should watch it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll never forget the title of this movie. It's because it's the most forgettable title in the world. Yeah, it was for IMDb. I kept trying to look for it and it gave up and it was easier to look by actor and then find it because you type cult in IMDb and you get a lot of movies that aren't cult. 2007 or whatever it was. Uh, So yeah, I really want you to watch it just because I want to talk to you about it. Where did you stream it? Amazon Prime. And so it looks like shit. It looks like absolute shit. Oh, man. Although I don't think it ever looked good. The effects are terrible. Uh, I am apparently, I kind of guessed this, and then I looked at the IMDb trivia, and it was definitely true. One of, like, the major scenes is filmed at an empty Chinese restaurant. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. Okay. All right. Also on Amazon Prime, I watched a movie from 1980, directed by the guy who directed Battle Royale and the uh, Battles Without Honor and Humanity, Virus, or Day of Resurrection. Okay. This is an apocalypse movie. How was it? That I didn't know existed, and I didn't know until I was watching it, like, ten minutes in. I'm like, oh my god, this is an apocalypse movie. Uh, It's okay. Oh, well, that sucks. (laughs) Well, well, here's the thing, is that the version on Netflix, or on Amazon, which, again, not surprisingly, looks like shit, is apparently a heavily edited one, that there's a version of this that runs, like, two and a half hours, and the one on Netflix is about an hour forty. So you, there's a lot, this is an epic movie. I mean, it starts with, there is a virus is accidentally unleashed and it kills everybody. But Antarctica is protected because of the cold. Unlike iPhones, Antarctica can handle the cold weather. Uh, and the cold kills the virus. So the there's a, basically the earth blows up. So the first maybe half hour of the movie is spent with the president and different people in Washington trying to stop the end of the world, but then it shifts to Antarctica, where you have about 800 scientists from different countries who are stationed there, who realize, oh shit, we're humanity now, so we now need to 
continue the future and everything. So it turns into kind of at one point, then it's a nuclear movie and a whole bunch of other things. This cast, though, my God. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Henry Silva. Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? Robert Vaughn. George Kennedy. Olivia mm-hmm. Hussey. Um, Bo Svensson. It, like it's just a ridiculous amount of people that you're like, oh look, it's oh look, it's, hmm. and then the best part of all, Chuck Connors, who you might remember from Tourist Trap. Yeah, what year is this? Did you 1980. say 1980? Okay, but Chuck Connors plays a British uh, submarine captain, but he does not even attempt a British accent. But he <laughs> uses, Perfect. but he uses like British language and calls his boys chaps, but in an American Perfect. accent, and everybody refers to him as the Brit. It's ridiculous apparently this was like a really expensive big jap like it was like the most expensive movie in japan at the time it was made by a japanese filmmaker one of the leads is japanese but it's a very uh i guess international yeah uh movie it's i, I would probably say if it's interesting to you see in hold off on the one on amazon because maybe the full version is available somewhere because mm-hmm. I mean, I I do want to go back in and watch the full version, but I don't know where to find it. So yeah, yeah. A movie I do not recommend on Netflix: oh, okay. Red Christmas. What does the co- I'm such a child? What does the cover of this? Uh, one look like? you know, um, let's see, Red Christmas. I think there's two covers. I don't know what the one on Netflix is. It's uh, D. Wallace is in it, if this helps. Uh, yeah, I think it does. I think this is the movie that I've been avoiding watching. You should avoid. Keep keep avoiding it. Um, I was going to avoid it. I don't know why I didn't. I think just because I was like, let me see, Chris. Yeah, the cover is like a skeleton guy yeah, holding a present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, know, I know exactly yep. what you're talking about. Um, I don't know why I gave in. I think I was just kind of like frantically trying to find something to watch on a commute. And I'm like, oh, you know, Sometimes I haven't. It does. It does strange things to you. That yeah, well, it was like I had I hadn't watched a Christmas horror movie, so I'm like, oh, let me try a new one. And this movie is is uh, offensively ag- aggressively offensive for one thing. Whoa, really? Yeah, it's so the plot is D. Wallace uh, is um, ha- having her family for the holidays, and she has a couple of grown children, and uh, so this um, man in a sort of robed mask comes to Christmas uh, and you realize, and this isn't that much of a spoiler because you kind of figure it out within the first half hour or so, that, you know, 20 years ago, D. Wallace had an abortion and the abortion clinic was bombed, like, dur- like during her abortion. And her baby survived and turned into this creature who now has come to her and, you know, to kill her whole family and so on. Um, so it's... I mean, politically, it's pretty um, questionable because mm-hmm. it doesn't know what to make with this decision. Because, like, because D, 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 D Wallace is also D Wallace. Like, you love her; it's impossible not to love her. Mm-hmm. And you can't figure out if the movie is basically punishing her for her character's choice. It's, it sounds a little judgy. That yeah, it first. it is. 
And it's very odd because then they have her as this very warm mother to these other kids. But then there's like this this sinisterness to it because one of her sons has Down syndrome and you find out like she's putting him in a home. It's just mean and awful and all the kills are awful and all the characters are terrible. You hate everybody. Um, the murders are particularly mean. Um, it's just, it, ugh, I hated it. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, I would warn everybody against it, basically. It, it made me very angry. Um, all right, a few more. One being uh, on Lifetime. This was far far less offensive. Tiny House of Terror. Ooh, it's is a it Lifetime about a movie. tiny house? Oh, yes, it is. Uh, I love tiny houses. <laughs> I, I have to deal with a lot of, like, tiny house stuff at work yeah. through my job. So I have a very love-hate relationship with tiny houses. So, and, but this movie was, I mean, it was a typical Lifetime movie. It was nothing special, but it's, yeah, a woman moves to a tiny house and, um crazy things are afoot and it has a great twist is ending is it haunted no somebody is oh. trying to kill her because oh. she and she figures that out it's not supernatural um it's a good twist although i kind of saw the twist coming from the beginning but that's just because i watched a lot of lifetime movies yeah um okay so we've got another movie on netflix that i'd recommend is um a dark song Ah, oh, yes did you watch it I, yeah, I recommended it a long-ass time you ago. You did! I it and then I bought it. Because yeah. I felt so guilty. Yeah, um, <laughs> I really, really dug it. Um, it was so good. It's really good. It's so hard to describe. And I feel like the... Because I saw this come up on a lot of people's best of lists. And then I saw it come up on a lot of people's... Um, disappointments list <gasps> fuck that because really? and i realized why it was it's because i think if you went into this movie expecting a horror movie yeah you would not that this isn't a horror movie but if you went in with somebody telling you oh yeah it's really scary or with you seeing it on a best of horror list i think you would be disappointed because it's not quite that kind of movie yeah it is but it's especially the way where it goes it goes somewhere very different um, I loved it. I, I was really into it. Uh, I, that's the dude from Sightseers. Yes, I which, love him. Which I thought it might be, but then I'm like, oh, is this one of those, like, me thinking all redheads look the same? <laughs> and then feeling bad about it? No. Yeah, no, not at all. Exactly. So, um, I, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Talk about haunting. That yeah. movie is, like, viscerally upsetting. And it it it's something I've never seen before. It's a story... Yep that hasn't been told in that way. And I love how it, um, it, it didn't, uh, try to explain everything. It treated the audience as if, well, these two characters know what they're doing and are going to talk about it and you're going to figure it out along the way, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to talk down to you to have, to explain exactly what's going on here. Because you don't find out until really well into it exactly what they're doing. You know, yeah. kind of they're trying to summon something, but it it comes out very, like, randomly and very naturally where he says sort of who they're contacting. And you're like, oh, oh, that's that's what this is? And it's really cool, I think, of um, the filmmakers to trust in the audience in that way, I guess. I, like, I don't need a weird info dump that no. no one would ever actually do right exactly yeah people wouldn't stand there and and, and explain something that was already like predetermined right. or pre-discussed like yeah 
Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. So I, I dug it a lot. Yeah, um, it's on who? No, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, I'll run through a few more. Um, we got on uh, another one on Netflix, uh, which I watched recently, which also came up on a lot of people's best of lists, Nocturama. French oh, film. I don't know what that is at all. Uh, you've, I'm surprised the poster hasn't gone by for you. The poster is a dude wearing a gold mask looking in a mirror. No? No. no? I really dug this. So this... Uh, I, I don't know what to say about how to set it up without giving away things, and I don't... I knew a lot about it going in. It is a French film. It is a very French film. A new film, a year or two ago. I, I think it was just released. I think it was shelved for a while because it has about a very political subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, teenagers do something and then are hiding in a mall overnight, and it is... That. And if you look up anything about the movie, you're going to find out what they do pretty quickly. Oh, but I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, because yeah, you can watch this movie. If you sat down and watched it, the first maybe four to five minutes, you don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm imagining it could be a really interesting experience if you go in that way, as opposed to me who went in knowing a lot more and still found it really <laughs> engaging. It's gorgeous, um, really beautifully staged film. Huh. Uh, How did you watch it? Did you get the disc? You no, know, it is on Netflix. It's on Instagram. It, no way! Yes! Netflix fucks with me. It doesn't show me stuff that I actually want to see. I mean, this one I sought out because I had heard a few different people talking about it. And then I just looked it up. I'm like, but oh, there Netflix it is. Netflix should know me enough to know yeah, they should. that I want to well, see this. You know, it's weird. I don't know what category they put this in because it's... It's uh, is it a thriller? Is it a drama? Is it uh, you know? It's it's a weird genreless movie in a lot of ways. It's very French. It's very um. It it I feel like some people are going to watch this and just hate it and feel it's pretentious. It is because it's French, but it, that's also kind of part of what it's about. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and the did you watch Raw or no? No, I still have Okay, one, the dude from Raw is in it, playing a very similar character, and I, I like seeing him in that part. Um, so yeah, you should watch it. I, I, okay. I, just watch it. Don't don't look up anything, and this goes to the audience as well. This was going to be my Netflix is recommend. It, but is I have it depressing or upsetting? Yes. Okay. It is, Good but it's, yeah, it's, it's, yes, definitely. There's also a very French detachment to it. Okay. That maybe keeps it from being emotionally upsetting i think it's there's really messed up stuff in this movie um and it it will do things to you and and i think do a lot emotionally but it's not um it's not the equivalent of a cute puppy being killed okay yeah okay all right a few more um branning got from netflix he has no memory of why but it came and we watched (laughs) it a movie called the monk which is a french film also French, with Vincent Cassell. So mm-hmm. I, I don't remember how this happened, but I saw Brandon had a disc and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, Vincent Cassell is in this movie, so I will watch it with you. Uh, it is about a 16th century monk, played by Vincent Cassell, mm-hmm. who maybe uh, experiences some darkness and then maybe uh, dark things happen. It's This is not a great film, but it is pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of wacky sexiness going on. Uh, it's Vincent Cassell playing a tormented French monk. So 
I don't know what more to say, but... I mean, that sounds kind of hot. I don't know It, if it I... kind of is. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'd say it is. Uh, I mean, that Vincent Cassell doesn't, you know, is not a shy man, if you will. <laughs> okay, and then I've got a couple of bigger budgeted movies, including Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, did you like it? I liked it, yeah. Uh, I had no desire to see it, because I kind of felt like I'd seen enough of the enough Spider-Man movies, but... Then I, oh no, I know why I wanted to watch this. I wanted to watch it because I watched Clown, which I loved, and then realized, oh, that guy directed Spider-Man Homecoming. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'll watch Spider-Man Homecoming. And I thought this was fine. It was enjoyable. I loved, uh, not Andrew, I like Andrew Garfield a lot, but whoever Spider-Man is now, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah, that little boy is very likable. He is wonderful. (laughs) Uh, I loved the casting of the teenagers, Yep. They all looked like teenagers. They, it was a nice, diverse group, and they were all interesting. Um, Michael Keaton's great. Um, there's some wonderful moments with him and uh, Tom Holland. So I yeah. don't like Michael Keaton, but I did like him. In He's movie. very good in this, yes. Um, yeah, so it's a recommend. I liked it. Kong Skull Island. <gasps> so you heard about that awful director, right? Yeah, apparently he's... Um, I forget. What is it? It's that him and T.J. Miller were dicks together, right? Oh, I don't... T.J. Miller can jump off a building at this point <laughs> for all I care. Um, fuck that dude. Yeah, I think so. Which is a disappointment because, as you remember, maybe, I... I do. ...was over the moon for you this really movie. really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it, too. Yeah, uh, it's good. Yeah. It's... Uh, it, it. I mean, both this and Spider-Man, to an extent, did things I really liked, which is these are movies that have been done you know it several times now thank you for not giving me the same movie i've already seen yep uh and i mean especially with skull island where it's a different setting it's a different time it's just fresh and different and i i had problems with it it wasn't perfect by any means um but super enjoyable so yeah Mm -hmm. uh okay what else do we got oh and then um uh, I in order okay well I watched the Last Jedi and in order okay. and to prep for that I rewatched Force Awakens and I did both of these things two times. Wow. Yeah, because well you're very dedicated. Well, we were watching. We were going to we watched Force Awakens before we saw Jedi, and then we went to visit my in laws and we decided to rewatch Force Awakens with them before we saw Jedi. So I did both two times. Um, I loved Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, That's I, very I, encouraging. I know there has been some controversy, which I think is hilarious, quite frankly, because I can understand somebody having problems with Last Jedi. It's it's not perfect. Uh, you can pull apart certain things of it, sure, but the reasoning that granted, I haven't seen anybody close to me uh, hate on this movie for the reasons that the idiots are apparently hating on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> how large that faction really is of the people whining about how it killed their childhood and mm-hmm. you know made luke skywalker not a hero and all that i haven't heard anybody i know complain about that but yeah. i know supposedly people on the internet are so yes uh um zach saw it and i didn't he saw it with work okay and um he said that he thinks i would like it you know i don't i don't have any real attachment to right, those right. movies which might um, make you like it more in a way yeah that's what he said he said i think that you'll like it it does some interesting things yep. and and i was like okay I'll, yeah. I'll definitely see it i just have it hasn't worked out yet there are other things like i would have rather have seen the shape of water sure like, sure i'm not like 
ch- chopping at the bit to go see it. Yeah, that's reasonable. And I'm sure it'll be in the theater till the end of time. So. Yeah, uh, we did see it um, the first time we saw it in like the Dolby Cinema, and I will say this was one of those experiences where I was like, Ooh, I'm glad I did that because you could feel yeah. it. You can, you know, the sound is in the seats and everything. Uh, I I liked how it was done. I felt all the action scenes. I understood what was happening, which is something I think you can take for granted because a lot of <laughs> movies like this, you don't, and you don't quite know who's who and what they're aiming for. Mm-hmm. And with this one, I understood every plan. I think everything as far as what... The things people have been complaining about, I could mount very strong defenses Four, I guess, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also found it very funny. I think uh, that a lot of the Luke Ray stuff is really funny. Um, what they do with Dommel Gleason's character, I think, was fantastic. And, I loved him. Well, that was see with him in the first film. I thought he was kind of miscast. I, I thought like I think he was under. Well, I think that I'll be really curious when you see at, this. At best, yeah. To me, in the first film, he just seems a little too young, a little too much like a boy playing dress-up, but what this movie does is brilliant because it kind of plays with that, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. Uh, the big things that happen and the big revelations were really exactly what I wanted personally, so that made me quite happy. And Laura Dern is a motherfucking goddess, and possibly yeah. an alien. Zach said she was great. No? Yeah. My theory is that Laura Dern actually has, like, that's her real hair color. Oh, she pulls she it off so really pretty. well. I yeah. do want to see it if no, for no other reason but then to celebrate her. Yeah, she is wonderful. She, um, and uh, her character, in especially once you kind of finish and see her character's arc, I think really says a lot and kind of represents a lot of what this movie does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's fantastic. So, yeah. And there's so much sexual tension between everybody in this movie that it is off the charts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And, well, the last thing was just for Christmas. The one Christmas movie that we uh, had to watch was The Muppet Family Christmas, which I know you're a big oh, fan of. Love it. We didn't yeah. get to any of the Muppets. We didn't yeah. do that or um, Christmas, Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, we didn't yeah. do Christmas Carol this year, but we did get our fill of Icy Patches. So. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just not feeling well. I wasn't really in the mood to watch anything. That's fair. No, I I mean, I didn't mention the like 13, you know, Lifetime Hallmark Christmas movies and, and Mar Vista Christmas movies. But I think everybody got the feel of those ones. <laughs> All right, so now that we've done our recap, uh, which one do you want to tackle first? You want to go Doom or Silent Hill? What, what, what are you feeling? For some reason, I wanted to talk about Silent Hill first. Then we'll do know. it. We'll do it. Let's take a break and come back and talk about Silent Hill.
2006, Silent Hill, directed by Christopher Gomes, uh, who probably best known for Brotherhood of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, written, or at least the IMDb ri- credited writer is Roger Avery, who mm-hmm. you might know as the guy who won an Oscar for Pulp Fiction with Quentin Tarantino, I believe, right? I believe so. Yes. yes. Uh, I think there were other people, clearly, who did drafts of this because it was a video game movie, so there's always more than one drafts going around. And based on the PlayStation game? PlayStation, right? I believe it was PlayStation. Okay. It's been a long time for me, but yeah, okay. I think you're right. So this was the two-hour adaptation of Silent Hill for the screen. <laughs> it's going to put that out there first. This movie is two hours. It is two hours. I think there might be some concern about that. But anyway, uh, why don't you first tell everybody what the plot is? <sighs> I'm going to try. So, <clears throat> there's this little girl who has these weird dreams about this place called Silent Hill. And, f- and she sleepwalks also. For some reason, her adopted mom thinks it would be just an amazing idea to take her to this place even though she says that she's read up about it and it's clear that it's a ghost town not like in the ghost sense but like in the abandoned burning from beneath sense um her foster dad is all like or her adopted dad is all like don't go and she's all like i'm gonna go anyways and then as they reach silent hill it gets all ashy and white and weird looking and um uh, what's her name? Lori from The Walking Dead is this super hot cop. No, it's not Lori. It's somebody. It's oh, somebody it's Lo- um, Andrea from The Walking Dead. Andrea from The Walking Dead. Crazy hot. That's all I'm going to say about her. She plays very little part in this movie, but she looks amazing. She looks amazing. She, yeah. She looks just like the video game. It's stupendous. But anyways, she gets she ends up in Silent Hill with the mom, um, the daughter, and all this ash, and then. All like very quickly you realize that it's not just this ash place it's also this chain link place and there's <laughs> this group of people that, that were like a cult or something yeah. or like they were like super duper okay because so i watched the second one right after and it only served to confuse me more <laughs> um, but they're like super duper religious and because like this this little girl back in the 70s didn't have like a dad on her birth certificate and her mom wouldn't say who the dad was they thought she was the witch incarnate of sin and they wanted to burn her and like they did yep spoiler and um that she cursed the town and i guess the town was everyone was really dead and frozen forever and when they died time kind of i think so it's a little convoluted it's a little bit kind of confusing and if you throw in the mythos that the second one brings you it gets even more confusing yeah um i've watched this movie now this was my second full watch but probably yeah. my like third watch while i was doing other things and it, i remember the first time i watched this and i watched it this was back in the day when I illegaled things. So I remember mm-hmm. downloading it and watching a really bad copy of it, and I couldn't see anything. <laughs> and I remember trying to follow along with, like, a synopsis of the movie, and they kept talking about Pyramid Head. I'm like, what's Pyramid Head? Because I couldn't, fi- I couldn't physically see Pyramid Head on the copy I watched. Yeah. Um, later, when I rewatched it, I, you know, kind of thought, okay, now I, and I know a little more about it. I think I finally got most of it this time around. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it did dawn on me halfway through, I'm like, Wait, so are they dead? 
then are they wait but yeah and then i realized oh that doesn't make any sense i don't know so i felt like this is this is a critique but also even it's just a comment i felt like i had to pay way too much attention to this movie yeah but like and that's not like i'm hey hey christine's a lazy viewer guys no i just feel like i think we paused it a couple times to be like hold on so who's yeah what do you understand so far yeah um (laughs) which is like oh it's okay but i i wonder how much of that is this is an intentionally extreme deep nuanced story or it's just confusing filmmaking well it you know it's it's an odd one because apparently in an early draft when they wrote out because again i never played the game so i don't have any experience with the game i meant to look up some more stuff about it but i really just didn't have time uh it apparently in early draft they 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 wrote they wrote it all out and realized they didn't have any male characters in the movie basically which is really interesting because this is a very female-centered film to begin with but the idea that are you there yeah i'm here okay because my skype thing said something funny so i was just making sure no i'm here okay good um (laughs) it that so originally there was like no male characters i think they added the husband they added the detective and so on and it made me think watching it well could you have made this movie without the husband and yes. the and how much to me i think that they actually really hurt the uh yes. the rhythm of the movie because you have 100%. this they do it's right kind of yeah it's a creepy movie that manages despite how fucking confusing and overwritten it is and like tense and the performances are good. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And there's like, a good oh, cast. You cut, to some, you cut to a dude that's clearly walking around in the daytime, and you're like, oh. <laughs> right. Okay, never mind, I guess. Yeah. Here you have Rada Mitchell running from this thing that we have never seen the likes of. This giant dude with a skull head and a knife that is bigger than everything we've ever seen. And there are giant beetle thingies that she has to escape from. And there's a giant foghorn. And it's really super scary. And then we cut to Sean Bean in a library. <laughs> it's not... It's, it's, it's frustrating because it really... Yeah, this movie should have been completely set in Silent Hill. I... Uh, and it also one thing that really bothered me stupid yeah after watching it i realized dawned on me like okay wait so thomas kim Coates, who is one of those actors who is much more attractive when he's like dirtied up because he was on sons of anarchy you thought he was foxy in this i didn't i thought he was foxy on sons of anarchy and i rarely say that Mm, okay i don't know i like him a little bit on the younger side yeah i guess a little bit younger i like him older (laughs) So it, it, like I'm older with some gray and some wrinkles. In this one, he's there when Alessa is burned. This yep. movie takes place 30 years after that, right? Mm-hmm. So why I, he's been on the job 30 years? Does that look like a man who'd been on the job 30 years? No. And this is why it's so confusing. Yeah. That the timeline is confusing because they 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 kill or they no, they don't kill Alessa they burn Alessa and like I don't know it's like 70 something and 
and like then but they're all still there in silent hill so that's their limbo slash hell right yeah because they don't they burn right the whole thing is the fire gets out of hand and they do burn in that fire and that's why the town is on fire still but i don't think i don't know if they die i think you're right i think it's sort of a limbo is that true that the fire got out of hand and that's why the town caught on fire because the second one almost i i I would say almost explicitly says that it was the fire beneath the the um the the town that didn't have anything to do with this other thing i don't know i found that really confusing yeah i i don't remember i remember i watched the sequel and i'm what's yeah what's very that's very possible too yeah it's it's confusing and it's frustrating because this is a fucking creepy movie and it's beautiful the visuals in this i think are really special uh and how much of it is inspired from the video game the fact that the music is all from the video game i think is really cool Mm -hmm. and i think it's good music i think the like the main theme is very haunting most of the music choices and they're not all they're not all like they're instrumental but some are more electronic some are more violins and i think it does a really good job of 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 setting this up and setting the tone and i just wish it i guess committed to just you know what let's because this movie reminds me a lot of hellraiser 2 Mm -hmm. part of it is because a good chunk of the dialogue is made up of one woman shouting for a younger woman (laughs) <laughs> right, Hellraiser yeah. 2 can be summed up as Tina! Christy! And Silent Hill could be summed up as what, What's the daughter's name? Sharon! Sharon Just over yeah. and over again And that's fine And commit to it And just be a creepy ass movie Set in this crazy land Where this crazy cult has Burns people as witches And so on That's fine Just don't cut back to Sean Bean Looking all Sean Beanish. Yeah, I think definitely that was a misstep um, to intercut that. Um, there, there, I guess if they had to have that story, maybe it could have been presented in a in a less jarring, interruptive way. Yeah. Um, I never played the game, but I watched the game being played quite a bit, um, and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, it's it's a creepy game, and it's a it's a sufficiently creepy movie. I will say that the the effects didn't... I don't know if they looked good even then, but they didn't really age well. A lot of it didn't look great. Some of them, some of it didn't. I think the big finale scene looks so CGI blood. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, that was specifically what I was thinking. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's very much people getting torn up by barbed wire, yeah. and it just feels, you know, you can count the pixels kind of thing. Yes, some of the, I mean, because some of the stuff is just so cool, like the nurses and the way they move. I like them too. Yeah, I know I, that they're like supposed to be like, like horny fanboy fodder, but like I think they're great. They're cool. I mean, sh- they're, hey, they're creepy looking. They're sexy. Sure, I get it. I I get it. And they're, and they're and yeah, I think it's like it's they're all played by dancers. I think so they have that crazy way of moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, in part two, they have fun with that too, because isn't it like yep, like they're stabbing at things and you're trying yeah. So uh, that's cool. The very first creatures you see, I think, are oddly a little 
like that's where I think I had an issue because when she like the first thing she thing she sees are like these little blue smurfy things. Yeah, I didn't like them. Yeah, either. and those look to me very I mean very CGI heavy and just not necessarily consistent with a lot of the other visuals. Uh, I think Pyramid Head's really cool looking, and I think the way that scene where they're trying to get away from his knife. Mm-hmm. The way that shot, I think, is so cool because it feels very video game like, and it it feels as close to three D for not being three D that I've ever seen. It's definitely very effective, and it's effectively tense. Yeah, like you you kind of like squirm, like no, oh, watch out, like yeah, which is which is cool. Um, and they both really sell it in that scene. Definitely, too. yeah. I mean, yeah. the cast is great. Um, yeah. I mean, Rada Mitchell is and Sean Bean are not the best at doing American accents at this point in their career. Oh, what's Sean Bean even what doing? What is he doing? Honestly. You know, you can, yeah, if you're cast an actor and you really want the actor in your movie and he can't do it, just fucking have him be Irish. Just, Why can't he just have an accent? Yeah, like, just let him do it. Just they, We let those people into this country still. So, like, <laughs> he, we can pretend he just, like happened to get a job here or something yeah. maybe his parents moved out like oh, who it's the fine. fuck cares i know irish people who live in new york it's cool we could believe it suspend disbelief it's yeah. easier to suspend disbelief on that than it is to suspend disbelief that he's american because he can't do an american accent oh, he just no, can't no, no. uh I, one thing i do really like and this isn't really spoiling anything in silent hill 2 uh the mo- i love some something that movie does which that movie opens with Sean Bean dying. Yep. And then re- it's a dream. But I love that, like, I like the idea that somebody making that movie was like, you know what? Everybody's going to watch this movie thinking, when is Sean Bean going to die? How is he going to die? Because Sean Bean always dies. Why don't we just kill him in the opening scene as a, as a dream sequence just so people can get their Sean Bean death scene and we can move on? So I appreciate that. It was, it was good. It, it was sufficiently jarring as yeah. well. Like, like what's going on? Yeah, uh, Rada Mitchell's great. Yes, um, Lori Holden's great, and you're right; she looks like a video game character in the best way. Yeah. Um, and so the daughter is played by Jodell Ferland, who uh, had a very has has a very interesting career, I think, because she mm-hmm. starred around this time in two horror movies that would sit on a shelf for two years. She's the little zombie, the redneck zombie girl in um, Cabin in the Woods. Woods. She was also in Case 39. She's the evil little girl. (gasps) I didn't notice that. I knew her almost immediately from um, Cabin Cabin in the Woods. Woods. So it's this weird thing where I remember like for years being very confused because I would see her in things and then I would see her in other things that were made that came out the same year. And like, I'm like, (laughs) how old is, why is this girl going from 12 to 20 in this one year? Um, and I always thought, like, she was sort of the lesser Isabel Furman. I could it, see that. Yeah, Isabel Furman was, like, because Isabel Furman also, you know, was orphan, and this girl was Case 39. And Isabel Furman was in The Hunger Games, and this girl was in Twilight. Yes. So, yeah, I, I always I have a theory that she covets her career, but I, I don't know nothing, anything about this young woman. <laughs> She's fine in this. She doesn't get that She's much She's fine in it, yeah. yes. Um, and... Yeah, it's so you. What was your overall like? What was your experience? Did you like? Did you were you into it? Were you not into it? Were you just confused where it took you out? So the first time I saw this in the theater, 
when it came out. Oh, I didn't know that. And I remember hating it. I could see that. Um, but that was that was old Christine. Sure. You know, I'm a different person now. And that was 12 I, years younger, Christine. It, I know. It was a long time ago. I remember really not liking it. Um, but I couldn't tell you why. Like, I think it, maybe because it just felt like a mess. Mm-hmm. And it's still, there are aspects of it that still feel that Agreed. way. But um, I definitely didn't dislike it this time around. Like, I thought there was a lot of creepiness to it. I actually had a weird nightmare Ooh, the fun. night I watched it. Um, it was interesting. It, it Honestly, you, you say two hours. It didn't feel that long. Mm-hmm. It, it, moved, it moved. And um, I liked how much time they spent in Silent Hill not to keep bringing up the second one because I know that's not what we're talking about but I feel like they spend like four minutes in Silent Hill in the second one and then you look and you're like oh this is over in like 15 minutes and I feel like they just got here so I like how they really like it It was it felt like a good representation of the game yeah and I haven't played the game and I, again I haven't even watched anybody play the game but it I le- something I really appreciate about this movie is that I think, in a way, it might come closest to simulating that video game experience than any other mm-hmm. video game movie. And it's not that you feel like, okay, it's a certain point of view, or it's a, I think it's a bunch of things. I think part of it is the pacing and the mm-hmm. whole kind of wandering around and opening doors and looking for things, which is very much that yeah. style of video game. And some of the way it is shot and um, just stylized. And again, that pyramid head scene like sticks in my mind where it's the angle that that knife is coming at you is not an angle you see in movies, mm-hmm. but it feels like an angle in a video game when you're facing a you know, point of view facing a character. Yeah. So I, I appreciate those things. Um, and I... I, there's things I really love about like I'm glad this movie exists and I think it it's one that like I would always probably put on a list of most interesting genre films of maybe you know yeah the 21st century not best but the way it tries to do something I think is ambitious mm-hmm. I wish it committed more and and again who knows supposedly this was the cut that Christopher Gans was happy with and the studio never told him you have to shorten it which is surprising if because if if I was a studio head and somebody delivered to me a horror film based on a video game and it came in at two hours I would probably say what why yeah and you know I don't know I I think it is too long but I think it's because there are there is a specific subplot that I want out of the movie because I think it would mm-hmm. totally tighten it up. And it's like I'm the first time I watched it, I remember being not bored but like annoyed by the pacing and feeling as though there's so much wandering and I I didn't know where anybody was going or what they were going after. Mm-hmm. Watching it maybe this time because I've now I've seen it enough that I had a better idea. It all felt so much clearer to me. So. Yeah, it just, I don't want to make a generalization like, a comic book movie shouldn't be that complex. That's that's really not what I mean. I just, right. I feel like when you have to pause to, like, make sure you're interpreting something right, or and make sure... I mean, it's, it's you... a really messy uh, ju- reveal, if you will. And I guess, like, 
I, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but the the actual origin of Sharon yeah. is really hard to explain cleanly. Yes. Right? It's oh 100%. The, yeah, and this isn't this isn't spoiling. Right. The um so the angry spirit of this girl who was burned, who was still alive and was in a coma for thirty years manifested into a baby that was delivered and that's where this came from that's not an easy it's not a clean cell you know like and then the second you introduce the second one into it it gets even more muddled and confusing and hard to explain and now that you know the second one so i watched the second one um a couple i guess when around the time it hit instance it was probably only like a year or two ago Mm -hmm. um i liked it and i remember everybody being very surprised that i did it's I like the director, it's the guy who did Death Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember Carrie. Wow, the second one has such a good cast. Yes, it does. Carrie Moss, man. Carrie Moss, Malcolm McDowell. It's that's insane. Uh, even the Adelaide Clemens, I just saw in something. I think, and it. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember why I enjoyed the second one. I would be curious too because they straight up say that that they put the innocence of Sharon into a baby where in this one they say like they created a baby from the good parts of her or whatever like it muddles its own mythos and I mean admittedly there's no good way to make that mythos work I know I know I this is sometimes I get really passionate about things that don't fucking matter it doesn't matter (laughs) but like for some reason this I'm like stop messing with your own mythos (laughs) I just remember it had a lot of mannequins, which I dig. It did. Right? It Doesn't did. it have, like, a giant bunny or something? It has. There's bunny stuff in it. There is a mannequin spider yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah, the mannequin spider. I remember the mannequin spider. That really made me happy. It's not good. I am a simple woman, Christine. I... You give me a mannequin <laughs> spider, I'm going to be happy. That's true. We've it does not have to be it. the world's best mannequin spider. The fact that it's a mannequin spider makes it best in my heart. Yeah, so I mean, so we're giving you mixed recommendations on whether you should watch part two. Emily <laughs> says you should. Christine says you shouldn't. I don't know. Just keep this one close to your heart and move forward. It's again. I have a weird. I think. I think I've said this before. Uh, when, uh, so I'm almost always going to watch the sequel to a movie I like, even if I think there's no reason in the world for there to be a sequel. Yeah. But the way I approach it is very from a very specific place, which is. I watch it thinking, I'm going to pretend this is fan fiction and not an official sequel. Watch mm-hmm. the Cube movies that way, and they're all good. <laughs> I wish I had watched um, the Silent Hill 2 that way. Yeah, just think of it as like, okay, so there's Silent Hill, and then um, some very wealthy fans decided to make their own sequel to it, and they were even able to lure Sean Bean back, and, you know, and so on. And, uh... Yeah, and then it's kind of just a sort of, oh, here's an example of what a sequel could have been. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that people, and I mean this for any sequel, like, because it will, it will, if you're ever upset by, like, a sequel undoing something you liked about a film, just pretend it's not canon. It totally works in any scenario, I guarantee it. All right, I'll hold you to it. All right, one other thing to say about Silent Hill, which I don't think we actually mentioned, who plays the head of this um, cult club? Oh, um, 
um, Leo from Charm's mom and Sleepwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Leo from Charm's mom and Sleepwalkers, or the oh, mother, oh. or the queen in A Christmas Prince, if you will. <laughs> Both of us have problems. I think. <laughs> yes, it's Alice Krieg, uh, who is. You know, in this, she's kind of playing a one-note character, but she's Alice Krieg, and I, I could watch her do anything. Yes, she was... I enjoyed her in this. Yeah, I just find her an incredibly engaging screen presence, and I think she's she's yeah. perfectly good in this, so... All right, so what is your grade for Silent oh. Hill? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go, because I think this is a very flawed film, but I think it also does some things really well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with a 6.75. This is quality of film? Quality of film. I'm going to go 6.5 because I think that if you... I think that there's a lot to not like in this and, and a lot that it doesn't do well. Fair. Very fair. Quality of life. Um, I don't know, 6.75? It's it's hard, because I can't... Sometimes I like this movie, and sometimes I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. I can't ever forget how much I disliked it the first time I saw it. Interesting. Yeah, I just always... Yeah, I, I just remember, well, the first time I watched it, it was my own fault, because I couldn't see anything. Ah, quality of Life will go 7. I'll just go there. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, Quality of Life on Silent Hill, spider Mannequin is obviously a 10. 10. 10 yes. out of 10. Yes. Okay, so that was Silent Hill, which is streaming on Netflix, if you so want to watch it. All in all of its yeah. two-hour glory. Now, we're going to take a break and come back and travel back a year to 2005's Doom. Loves Doom so much that she has it a Steelbook DVD. Do you have this? Well, it's a Blu-ray. Oh well, but yes. So clearly, you love this movie. Um, look, there's a version of me that saw this movie a couple years ago and loved it. I think she's dead now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would love. You know, I forget. I know I've said this before. But there's a there's a great way of watching a movie, which is to think to yourself, somewhere in the world, this is somebody's favorite movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a way to think about movies in a way where somebody maybe they're maybe they're one of the 800 people in Antarctica, their favorite movie is Silent Hill Revelation. Their favorite movie is Doom. Mm-hmm. 
So somewhere out there, uh, that somewhere is not Inwood Apartment 4H in my case, because this is my second time watching Doom. And I watched it a few years ago, and my memory of it was I had no memory of it. Where I watched it, and I remember mm-hmm. feeling nothing, and, and like nothing sticking. And watching it again, I kind of felt the same way. And I can't quite figure yeah. out why. Um, I, I think I, my expectations for it were so low the first time I saw it that I had fun with it, and and that made me feel real, real fondness for it. Um, I want to have this fun with time it. around. Huh? I want to have fun with it. It doesn't let me, and I don't know why. Um, I did still have fun with it this time, but there was... It, I did feel its length, and I felt it kind of just going on and Did on, you watch on, the extended on. version or the original version? Was yours an hour oh, and 45? Oh, no. So was your version an hour 45 or an hour 50? 55. Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know. I know. I, I think it was an hour 45. I think the first time I watched it, I watched the theatrical version, and this time I rented it on Amazon, and I rented the uncut version, which I think was an hour okay. 55, 53. Uh, there's no reason in the world for this movie to have not been 90 minutes or less. If it had been 90 minutes, imagine how fun it would have been. Much more fun than what we get here. So first of all, why don't we tell the people at home what this movie's about? Well, this movie is based on a video game that I know nothing about at all. Um, It was very popular in the 90s. It was a computer, I think it was primarily computer-based, not like like system-based. And it was, the big thing was it was point of view, uh, first-person shooter. So you were, I don't think it was, I don't think it actually was Aliens. I think it's, um... Uh, like ghosts and creatures and like monsters and stuff and I think the game was like you running down hallways and shooting giant crazy creatures and that being a thing yeah I mean I guess I could see why people would like that Um, so this movie is there's this like science station thingy or whatever on Mars and bad stuff happens and these marines question mark get called you know they're introduced as marines and then at a certain point it's like yeah well now we get paid for this but they they never explain that right no i was confused okay good i I thought that was the thing i watched this movie really closely i watched it on my phone i was you know my eyes were not anywhere else you meant literally closely I thought you meant you paid close attention to it. I, I, I sat right in front of the screen. Well, it both ways, very much. And I felt like, because in the beginning I thought they were Marines, and then at a certain point it's very clear that they're, like, it's a, um, th- that it is a for pay thing. Yep. But I'm like, wait, when did I, there was a lot I felt like I missed in this movie that was too long and I shouldn't have missed anything in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, yes, that's true, I agree. They go there, and they're supposed to help get these people out and find these six missing scientists or something. And also, Rosamund Pike's there, and she needs to get some data for stuff that they've been working on. And everybody, they they find out that there are monsters, but they're not really monsters. They're, you know... Genetically enhanced. 
yeah, they're like mutating because of this like extra chromosome or something, and then like they have to get off Mars and like, but also contain all that stuff and get back to Earth and things, and all this stuff happens, and the rock is in it. Yeah, that's that's kind of. I feel like if I was describing this movie, I would start off like, so it's you know, there's a portal to Mars and everything, and then very quickly it would do exactly what you did of like, and then oh, the rocks there, and Rosamund Pike is there and stuff, because they, I don't. What is it about this movie that is that that denies you the chance to enjoy it? Um, I don't. I don't know. I wish I had a better answer for you. I think to start off with, we start really poorly where they have to take a helicopter to a place where there's a weird elevator that takes you down to this other weird place where then they have to go in this weird thing to get to Mars. Like, geez, (laughs) what? I forgot where they, I kept having to say, wait, they're on Mars still, right? I like when I say geography is tough in this movie, oh, I yeah. mean literally in the sets and the labs, geography is tough, but also just where they are in the universe. Yeah, and how they get confusing. back and where these doors are. Yeah. It was it, I was confused too as to like, oh, they can't get past this point cuz then they're going to go to Earth. But wait, or it's no, 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 they can. Now it's one more point and it it's one of those cases and I think this happens with a lot of video game to films is the video game has such a long mythology to it and you know I don't know with Doom how many versions there were or how much story there was to the game but what happens is somebody writing the movie decides to put most of it in there or decides like okay well these are the rules and we're going to put them in here but with no real eye for well what's going to work on film like most of the people watching your movie haven't played your game. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, I think if you, even if you'd played the game, I think you would have been pretty lost watching this. And so it just ends up feeling overly complicated with no payoff. Yeah. And I think that, like, having to walk down a million halls and do a million things to get to a place in a video game might be really good build-up. And might it might be cool to feel like, have it feel really big and winding and maybe even confusing and then maybe you can even look at your map and see how much further you have to go but like in a movie it's really hard but think about silent hill where there is a scene where rada mitchell is shown a map and basically said which is very video game of you have to get here and she's looking at it she's like okay memorizing a b make a left make a right and then she's walking through it and to me that worked in that movie it, they, there were points in that movie where I kind of felt the same. It never okay. to this level, though. Yeah. This was just like, yeah, next level. And, you know, part of it, too, I think, this movie has such a lack of style. They're on Mars, I guess, maybe, sort of. They, the Marines are dressed like Marines. They have ter- they, they apparently have terrible guns, because all of their guns malfunction very quickly. They, then you have... Rosamund Pike, who's dressed like um, uh, Ellie Sadler from Jurassic Park, kind of. Mm-hmm. And so there's no, like, real, like, futuristicness to it. There's a, they do one thing with the character of Pinky, who's the guy that um, 
like he lost half of his body one in one of those transportation accident things. It's like okay, they're mm-hmm. future, but there's nothing. There's this blandness to the set that just doesn't come alive. The monsters, yeah. it's very don't look good. Dark. It's very dark, but not style. Like Silent Hill yeah. is really dark, but there's style to it. Right? It's, you know, Silent Hill, it's dark, it's hard to see, but that's because there's ash falling down, and I'm looking through the shadows. In this movie, it's just like, yeah, I mean, they're in a, you know, the lights are off in the lab, and they're all wearing black. And they, to the movie's credit, they tried to get, like, I knew who each of the soldiers were. Like, they gave them all something where, okay, that's the religious guy. Oh, that's the kind of creepy, gross guy. Oh, this is the... Asian guy. This is the flirt, flirty guy, and so on. So they didn't, you know, they gave put a little more care into their voices than I think some movies would. But I still didn't care. I, I don't know. It was. It, it's a weirdly bland film, which is strange for a movie that involves monster aliens and so on. Hmm. Um. I I liked there were characters that I liked. I remember the first time I watched it I really liked Duke and I really liked him again this time. Yeah, he's great. He's uh, great. And then the dude, the religiously dude that kills himself is actually one of the priests in the new Exorcist show. Oh, interesting. So I was I was very engaged mm-hmm. because of him. I love him and I was super excited to see him in it. And like The Rock is in it and like there's an interesting character thing with him. There is, and then there's a frustration because I actually I like the rock. The rock is good in this, and I I like him playing a villain, which you don't see often. And I mean, spoiler alert, because he's not introduced as a villain, but he becomes a villain. Although I think they kind of sold that with the movie. Apparently, when um, he was given the script to the movie, he was asked to play the Carl Carl Urban role. Because that's the lead of the movie, and he looked at, and he read the script, and he's like, "No, no, I'm I need to be the other guy," which is great because I think it's he's playing a, a much more interesting character. Although that being said, I don't understand his transition. At a certain point in this movie, yeah. he becomes a blatant murderer, and there is nothing in the movie to explain why exactly that happens. You can kind of, okay, so they have to get back, and it seems more likely that, you know, maybe they can't take anybody with them, because they'll be in danger, but he gets to a point where he's like, yeah, kill the women and children. I'll go kill the women and children. And it's a it's a turn that is not justified by the movie we're watching. Yeah, I don't know. It got like, he was just really by the books, and he was like, I we can't let it go anywhere. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but, like, I don't know. Maybe I was so checked out at that point where yeah. I just, like, penciled in my own reason and was just <laughs> like, fine, let's move on. Well, then I had a really good image of um, this movie if The Rock was cast at, in, as Carl Urban and only they still kept Rosamund Pike as his twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that they introduced them and then it's like, who's that? My twin brother. <gasps> really? I really wanted that movie yeah, at that I, point. I, I, I mean, I guess so. Why not? Yeah. Um, her her American her, accent got much her, better after this movie. I was 
Oh my god, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I was literally about to say, talk about um, poor American accents. Well, I, yes, her American accent now is okay. It's yeah, fine. it was fine in Gone Girl. In this movie, the thing is, like, because she's talking like a scientist, but clearly the way she's learned American dialect is to not enunciate, but then there's the words she's not enunciating don't make any sense. So you're watching, yeah. you're like, what state is this character supposed to be from? Sometimes I think she sounded Australian. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, it, it, it was not not a good act, not a good look on her. Yeah, and no. it's. I mean, I guess it's she's fine there, but it feels. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I. I can't explain really why I have such a lack of connection to anything that happens in this movie. I mean, I get it. I really do. Like, I, I get, I get it. Yeah. I, I, I liked. I didn't like them. For me, like, what's here? What, what is here for people? The mm-hmm. monsters. I, I didn't think they looked that good, or they were really hard to see. Right. So, that's not selling me on it. I guess I, I liked the rock. I liked the me turn too. that his character took. I liked. Um. A, a lot of the the guys I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. And so there is at the end, like towards the very end, that that um, first person. Yeah, it's about eighty minutes into the, the movie when they do God, the, that the doom that shot. So long. I know. I know. And, <laughs> 80 and girl, there's still another forty minutes <laughs> after that, or however much. I can't do math. The yeah, they um, do a. Really cool. I really I liked cool. it. Yeah, that part I think, like it's cool. It feels okay. Good, we're doing something fresh now, and it is. It's very deliberate. It's very like it's basically hardcore Harry as a you know for two minutes, and it's fun. Yeah, and I wish I don't know that I wish the whole movie was done like that, but I wish the whole movie had mm, that yeah. ambition. Yes, I, I I can agree. Yeah. Um. It, that is, it's it's great when it does it, and then it makes you think, why can't it have been doing right? Why this did I have to wait an hour and twenty minutes to see something yeah. interesting on screen? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I I do not disagree with you. Good. Uh, Roger Ebert's review of this movie is very funny, and he has a great line about about the movie that I think sums up probably my experience too. Doom is like some kid came over and is using your computer and won't let you play. And he says something to the effect of, I've never played Doom, and, and I don't feel like I have any familiarity with, with it because I watched this movie and I didn't feel like I was playing the video game at all. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't disagree with any of this. Though there are aspects that I thought were fun and interesting. Okay. Uh, it's directed I by... I watch it again. So you know what's funny to me? This feels like the kind of movie that should have had a bunch of direct-to-video sequels. And I know it was a flop. I know it didn't do well. But other movies didn't and still ended up with, you know, random sequels that pop up. And this feels like it could have. Right? I feel like you could make another Doom movie with a lower budget and tell a specific story. And it surprises me that it didn't at all. That it just... in, in. You know, I mean, cast another wrestler in the movie. Like, 
it, it should be that kind of franchise that just kind of keeps churning, but it did not. It did not happen. Uh, the director is Andres Barkwowiak. Bar- I have no idea how to say this guy's name. Uh, the, the reason I found it interesting, the other film of his that I've seen is worse than Doom, if that makes it any better. And that oh, is, is Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Yeah, I've never seen it. I know it's interesting. It's epically. And it's also really boring. It's a bad movie, but it's a boring bad movie. So I I don't know what it is, but there is some kind of pacing or there's a spark missing is what it what it comes down to for me. Mm-hmm. And like, did we really need to know that much about uh, Carl Urban's parents? Yeah, I mean, I did I did like him in this movie. So that might have been more unbearable if I didn't. True, but true. Like, he's fine. It, it yeah. was a lot. There's a lot of yeah of story about these two random characters who happen to be here, and I don't know. I just want to watch aliens do cool shit, and I don't really get to see that here. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's it's not a total because wash. It's so dark, and you can't see them. In part, yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's it is not terrible. It's just a little worse than okay, a little better than bad, and uh-huh. weirdly kind of blah. But they're, I'm, you're right. They're, there's things about it that are enjoyable. I like seeing The Rock be a bad guy. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that first person scene. That's neat. Haven't really seen that before. Wish I saw more of it, I guess. Um, yeah. there, there's some funny bits. I, I think you're right. The actor playing Duke, I forget his name, uh, he's... He's, he's, like, kind of doing, like, the LL Cool J part of being flirty, being kind of comic relief, but also having heart. And you know what? Yeah. I was, spoiler alert, I was really bummed when he died. Yeah. And also, so I really liked him, and I also liked, oh, God, jeez, the huge dude. What was his name? The huge was dude? Was it Destroy- Destroyer? Zach said it was Destroyer. Um, <laughs> so he ends names. up in that, like... Weird prison pen thing getting beat up. By oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah. I think it was destroyer. Yeah. But like, I, I know it was like an intimidating name. But like, he at least he was he was a good character. Yep. Maybe underutilized, but like he was like a quiet dude. Like he was he was a good character. He had presence. And he got like a big cool fight. Yeah. And and that's cool. But then Duke just gets like it's really not fair. Yeah. Agreed. It's really he should they should have done better by him. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was the heart of the movie, you know. Bummer. Yeah. 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 I uh it, yeah, it was interesting. It was a weird case of rewatching where it was like, okay, maybe I'm going to see something I I didn't see the first time. And watching it it was like, yeah, no, I just don't connect to this movie. Yeah. Uh but I I'm I'm glad we covered it. It's it was more interesting for me to talk about than to watch. Yeah, I'm glad that I watched it again and maybe realized that some some of the charm has worn off. Oh, I'm sorry. Now that makes me sad. Although you picked it, so it's your fault. No, I, I did pick it. It is my fault. I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. That's very true. Yeah, I've, I've been... I've been waiting for this day for a long time. I knew it would come. <laughs> yeah. We were doomed, Christine. We were doomed. We were, we Wait, were doomed. What does doom even mean? Like, it's never a thing in the movie. Right? Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you. They weren't, like, on a spaceship named Doom or something? Okay. Yeah, if we have any doom experts in the in the audience who have anything specific to say, 
I'm really curious. I know that this was like kind of eagerly awaited for a while, and then it came out, and then nobody cared. But I'm. Do they call themselves Doom Spurts? I hope so. They do now. <laughs> yeah, if Doom Spurts, please um, share your thoughts on our Facebook or Twitter uh, at Feminine Podcast on Twitter or the Feminine Critique at Facebook. With that being said, are you ready to rate Doom? Yes. Okay. Quality of film. 6.5. You're kinder than me. I'm going to say 5.75. It's above average, but not by that much. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little bit. I think it's above average. I mean, it's dark, but the effects aren't bad. Yeah, fine. Six. You're right. I just need to talk you out of it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm feeling generous. It's Friday. What can I say? Oh, that's true. Good for you. All right. Quality of life. I mean, I think last time it would have been like 7.5. This time, maybe 6.75? 4.5 for me. Mm-hmm. This did not make my life better. It did not. It did not significantly make it worse. But it was almost two hours of my life that have been spent watching Doom. So Mm -hmm. that was Doom. Uh, It is not streaming for free, but if you so desire, you can rent the extended uncut edition like I did on Amazon. I don't know what was added. There was nothing that I remembered that wasn't in the other one. So it was probably just a lot of like gooey gut parts and stuff. So there you go. Yeah, I can't imagine what I missed. Uh, I don't think you missed much. I would guess. Uh, All right, so that was Doom. Now, before we get to what we're covering next, which is like the most exciting thing ever, um, Christine, do you have a streaming recommend? I do. Do you want to go first? Because I closed my Evernote and I can't remember what it is. (laughs) Then I shall go first. Um, My recommend is something that, I don't don't know if you saw this. Um, Maybe you did because it's on Netflix and I think a lot of people have been talking about it. It's called Bushwick. Oh, <gasps> is that really your recommendation? <laughs> yes, and I know you saw it because you recommended it last time. Did you love it? I really did, yeah. Oh, I loved it so much. And, I mean, you were right. It was exactly very much made for me as far as it being, oh, like, kind of crazy apocalypse, kind of alternate <laughs> history, kind of one crazy night. Like, everything. I'm like, oh, my God, this is all made for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. the only thing I didn't like about it, the only problem I had with it was... Um, if it's if it was Britney Snow, this this podcast. Is well, no. Canceled. Here's the thing: it wasn't Britney Snow specifically. I like Britney Snow. I liked her in it, but the idea that she was a na- a na- native of Brooklyn with that okay. accent is my problem. Okay, fair enough. Not that because they play on the fact that like you look at her and everybody you know assumes she's kind of a you know hipster or so on. And she's like, no, I grew up in Bushwick, but then she says things like. And, and nobody in New York, nobody who grew up in New York says and and can and pronounces their A's that way. They just don't. So that was my one issue with the movie was I felt like somebody should have, there should have been a dialect coach to just correct her because she sounded like she was from Florida. And like, notice I said Florida, whereas somebody from Brooklyn would say Florida. And Britney Snow's character in that movie would have said Florida. So that was my only problem with it. That aside... Uh, yeah, no, and I I didn't get to watch it in one straight sitting. I watched it and broke it up, mm-hmm. but it still worked so well. Um, 
just a cool, cool movie, and I really dug it, and I look forward to seeing what else these people do. How are more people more people not talking about it? I don't. I just don't know. I don't either. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gr- I'm glad you watched it. And I'm glad you liked. it. I am that glad you recommended really- it because I don't think I would have watched it had you not. Because I've seen people talk about it here and there, but there's been so many people that have equally not liked it to people who did that I might not have thought to investigate what it actually is. So. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you took the plunge. It makes me happy. Thank you, you for it. for encouraging me to do so. Yay! Um, So my recommend, now that I finally found it, is streaming maybe on HBO and Hulu? I don't know. I know it's streaming two places, and I'm almost positive one is Hulu, but that is um, the Ben Wheatley movie called Free Fire. (gasps) Oh, okay. It's on Amazon Prime. Is it Prime? I don't know where I live. Because, like, twice now I've almost picked that to cover, and and then, like, other things have come up where I'm like, yeah, no, at some point. I liked it a lot. Did you like it? Okay. Where do you put it in his filmography? That's an amazing question. I'm very (laughs) glad you asked I'm pretty amazing. Um, (laughs) um, uh, Kill List is still first. Mm -hmm. Me too. Sightseers is still second. Yep. Um, This would be next, probably. Okay. A Field in England is probably after that. And then um, High Rise is at the end. Oh, wow. Okay. And you still haven't seen Down Terrace, have you? No, I have not seen Down Terrace. you, You need to. Yeah. Good to know. I am going to watch it. Uh, I keep almost watching it, but it's there waiting for me. So It's good. Yeah. I think you'll like it. All right. So do you remember what we are going to cover on our next episode? I do, but I don't remember what we're pairing it with. Okay. It's really exciting. Well, you, then okay. you remember. I don't know which one you remembered. Um, <laughs> so I, I said to you, I said, I got a disc from Netflix, and it's a movie that I know you really liked and wanted to talk about. And that movie was Colossal. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, so I've been excited because I have not seen this yet, and I know you really, really wanted to talk about it. So I'm like, oh, let's, why don't we cover it for the show? Hey, what would be a good movie to pair? This is a movie about a, you know, a young woman who, uh, you know, maybe is uh, not what, what she's supposed to be and so on. Um, and then basically we realized both of us were totally going to go see I, Tanya in the theaters. And so we're pairing Colossal with I, Tanya. And I'm so fucking excited. Have you, have you seen it yet? I am going tomorrow. We just got it right before we started recording. I got our tickets for tomorrow. Because I thought it, didn't it open limited Uh, already? Yes, it did. I think it might have opened last week. Or it might, you know what, it's open, it opened like two or three weeks ago in New York and probably a couple of the other big cities. I know um, it's in some other cities now, so I think it's probably expanding this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am, so, and, and you know what's going on right now, like when I hang up with you, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to watch uh, it's the Nationals figure skating competition is on, so I get to watch oh, that. Oh, exciting. Yeah, it's like perfect timing. I'm... And, like, I'm busting about this movie, because I, I love figure skating, and I was a obsessed with Tanya Harding in the 90s, so I know I'm going to have a lot to say. I'm excited as well. Yes, this will be a good time. So that's what we got for you next. Um, in the meantime, I guess, note to everybody, if somebody is sleepwalking and keeps talking about a town where terrible things happened maybe you don't want to drive there in the middle of the night right it's probably a good idea to stay away yes all right on that note semper fi motherfucker 
Where are we? How did we get here? Is this a dream? <gasps> Look, what is it? I don't know. It looks like one of them new feed storage bins. That ain't no feed storage bin. How did it get here? It must have flew. But it don't have any wings. Then I guess it just dropped from somewhere up there. Citizens of Blaine, do not be alarmed. We will not harm you. We come in peace from a planet far, far away. A place we call Mars. I've heard of Mars. Where's that? Stand back, and your queries will be answered. <gasps> Look uh out! Oh, good question, Earthling. It seemed like it was time for a change. Time to take a trip to see the exciting places in the galaxy. For you see, nothing ever happens on Mars.